Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sporting 160EM podcast. We're on episode 182, and we are just coming after the Juventus result. 1-0 to Juventus was the final score. But before we get into anything else, I'm once again going to present my screen and tell everyone to enter this giveaway. And again, you don't have to be a sporting fan to win this giveaway. If you want a Juventus fan or want to win this shirt or any other fan to win this shirt, all you have to do is subscribe to Sporting 160EM's YouTube channel. Go to the pinned tweet in the link in the description. Reply with proof that you subscribe. You can win a free sporting shirt. Shipping costs included. So it's probably about 100 euros altogether that you're saving to win a sporting shirt. Last time I checked, we're about 42 away, subscribers away from 1,000. So time is running out. So make sure you get yourself involved. Without further ado, let's introduce you first to my main man, Richard. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. The weather is absolutely lovely in my uh, ends of Canada, as you can tell by the fact that I am in a basketball jersey. Uh, it's like the first like week with like plus 15 or above temperatures. So it's like, all right, shorts and, and tank top season. Let's go. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I think I'm surrounded by three Canadians and I'm a Bulls fan. So I, two I, I, I promise two Canadians. So I, I won't mention any of the, the Raptors stuff. So, That's uh, all right. We're used to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. expected very little. <laughs> Good result from us. Bad result for you. But at the end of the day, I mean... I blame Marta Rosen's daughter. That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> <laughs> Just screaming at every free throw. <laughs> the game's oh, the game, they say. <laughs> it's the game, it's the game. <laughs> but let me introduce you to our special guest. They are both representing the Turin Giants YouTube channel. First up, we've got Dave and we've also got Dash. How are you guys doing today, man? Uh, you know, really good. Uh, just, you know, we just got to get the names correct here. Uh, I'm Turin. This is Giant. Uh, we are the Turin Giants. Um, <laughs> just kidding guys hey man thanks we're 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 happy to be on yeah no this is uh this is our second collaboration actually we we're on our channel a couple weeks ago when yeah. the draw first took place and it's amazing to have you guys back sam is the first time we've been together with you but uh yeah. we had such a good time last time that absolutely post game why not do it again um oh, yeah. yes especially especially when emotions could be high yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, you guys are probably a lot more happier than we are at the moment. But, I mean, there's still a leg to go, so who knows. Yeah, but, um, tight game. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and before we move on, don't forget to follow Danny as part of our, our group as well. As well as, as Chris and Steph does not have social media, but shout out to Steph anyway. Without further ado, I think we'll get on straight onto the game using goal point, which is our system to sort of give the ratings of the players and the matches. So I'll share my screen with you guys now, and I'll zoom in a bit. So you can the point see. is gospel in these parts. <laughs> it is indeed. We where would we be without gold point, man? We we would oh, not exist. Someone else. <laughs> but let me read out the lineups as follows. First, we'll go for Sporting. So we have Adan in goal, Inacio Coates, Saint Just, who came off with injury uh, in the first half, Esgayo, Nuno Santos, Pedro Gonzalez, Morita, Mark Edwards, Trincao, Jamiti. A few Ventus. We have Chesney who came off with, with chest problems, I believe, but uh, they believe to say he's all fine now. So hopefully all is good with Chesney. We've got, uh, is it Gatti? Is that how you pronounce? Yep, yes. I get it. Gatti, Bremer, Danilo, Kostic, Rabio, Locatelli, Quadrado, Di Maria, Chiesa and Milik. So I'll start off with you, Richard. Um, what were your overall thoughts on the game from not only a sporting perspective, but also Juventus one too? Uh, I mean, the first half, Sporting is going to kick themselves. They had like two or three wicked chances to have gone up. And I said in the group chat, Sam, Nefstradam is struck again. That's going to bite them in the ass. They're going to either go behind just before halftime or they will lose this game and realize, shit, we could have had 
could have been up a couple going into halftime at least. So brutal. I thought Juve did a wonderful job in the second half getting back into the game. They controlled possession for long spells, forced a couple saves, had some chances, which was good on them. And then it just kind of became the back and forth where it was sporting on the attack for a couple minutes, then Juve on the attack for a few minutes. Um, the Juve goal, what what can we say? It's our good, it's our, our Lord and Savior, Adon, just absolutely whiffing on the ball. You must have watched his Ray Patricio highlights. I just to, want to uh, put, provide to some context for that one. Some context to that as well. Uh, on our Twitter account, we tweeted out something because I'm not sure if you've seen the UEFA Europe League account. Just was loving sporting recently, and there were bro. The, the, the UEFA like, admin must be a sporting fan. I've never seen this much love for any team. And when we played at Magitland in the first leg, Adan made a really big mistake that cost us a goal. We ended up going, I think, one 0 down was the final score in that game. No, we tied. Um, we tied. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, Adan this season has, has had many mistakes. I would say almost double digits at this point that has, have cost us games. And we tweeted something out saying, you know, they love Adan propaganda for this account. And we got some absolute backlash calling us like fake fans and stuff like that. Only to be proven right today, I suppose. And yeah. every other. Oh, God, internet has mistakes. They look silly now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Richard. Carry on. It's a, no, that's pretty much it. Like Adan just fucked up massively. It was brutal. <laughs> You could feel it kind of coming from the Juventus side, like they had pressured for a bit for some good spells. Um, and then it was kind of back and forth, back and forth. And then we have the double chance, which I'm pretty sure uh, the, the, I'm sorry, for, I forget the Juventus backup goalie's name, but he saved it with probably the dip of his dick. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mattia Perrin. Mattia Perrin, thank you. Yeah, just two back to back unbelievable saves to uh, right in stoppage time to uh, to save the tie and basically you come into Lisbon 1-0. Away goals don't matter, so you'd, you'd have to hope that we don't get a goal and then you guys, it's it's, it's all chaos now. <laughs> it's uh, It sucks because we I think from a sporting perspective, we, we feel a draw at the very least was, I think a draw would have been fair in this game. I think 1-0 would have been harsh to either. I think a loss would have been a bit harsh to either team. Um. It's deflating, but I'm used to it with this team. So, but they're all to play for in the in the second leg. It's a goal, and anything can happen. We'll see how uh, how the shift at home to for uh, Sporting will do. How uh, Juventus will cope with that. Although I imagine our crowd will be a bit tepid compared to the Juve fans. They were very loud this game. Uh, our fans, our our stands become a bit of a library, so it might not be as much of a factor as some fans would hope. Ours are known to do that as well. Not the traveling fans, mind you, but uh... our traveling fans make a lot of noise. Our our yeah. fans at home are, are are in recent times been a bit guilty of uh, not really showing up and showing out for some of these games. Yeah, like if if they do show up, they don't make noise anyway. But um, it's a rare case they do show up in the first place. Yeah. To be fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Dave, I'll give it to you next. What were your overall thoughts? Oh, I think he's frozen. Hold on. Uh, oh. I thought he was smiling all nice. I was like, that's so, so <laughs> nice play with whites there, Dave. Yeah, so it does this. My uh, my browser will randomly. I don't, there's no rhyme or reason, but it'll just shut down. So that's what wow. happened. I'm sorry about that Fair. technical difficulty. It's all, it happens. Hey, did you try working the shaft? 
<laughs> Turn off and back on again. <laughs> Jeez, okay. Um, right, sorry, sorry, guys. I'm the per- I'm the personality hire of the group. It's okay, all good. I'm here to do all the terrible jokes, so they make shorts out of it. Oh man, just trying to keep a straight face. It's impossible around this guy. Not happening. Um, but yeah, sorry. We were we were talking about the thoughts on the game there before I uh, just rudely stepped out of here. Uh, okay. But uh, no, honestly, I thought sporting you guys, you guys had an honest chance at this one and the game could have went in either direction. It's just, it's one of those, man, we, we got a Gatti scored. He, he's, he doesn't do that. He scored. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things that lucky bounce that happened and whatever Pauline did coming in as a backup and, and, it was two moments in time over those, it was almost a hundred minutes. Right. So it was, it was lucky. We got, we got lucky. I feel at the end of the day, we put the ball in the back of the net and you take it as a fan. I, I mean, that, that's it. We, we got it. And it's, it sucks. It sucks being on the sporting side because man, I saw the looks of the faces on the fans over there and they were in disbelief. Like yeah, mind's blown kind of disbelief. And just anxiety i would i would have hate to have been in that position i have before and i know how much it sucks like it's it's the absolute worst and it's such a tough loss because it was it was close yeah most definitely um i'll, I'll agree with that and for me uh, personally i thought I, I think it could have gone either way when i think of the the sporting side of the tie i thought marcus edwards was was awful today especially the first 20 minutes man he could not keep the ball to save his life and Chimiti as well, our striker. I know he's only 18 years of old, but he was there's just so bad. Was zero technical ability away. there. And like no hold up play, no good first touch, like not not one like goal goal presence for him. He was just absolutely awful. And like I said, I don't want to shit on him too much because he's 18. But like technical ability isn't something that's taught. It's like you have it or you don't. And it looks like right now that Chimiti definitely doesn't have it. Um he Kwasa looks like a, he looks like a newborn cold ice. Yeah. <laughs> Just he actually like Bambi, well. like Bambi on ice, as they say. <laughs> yeah, he just does not look well. He, he doesn't. And I don't, I, I never saw the hype around him. As I've said here many times, he was rumored to be in the Portuguese national team at 18. Never didn't make it, made the under 21s. But like, I mean, I just don't see a big future for him, unfortunately. Like I said, there's still time for him to improve. But at this rate, I don't see him improving at all. Um, but then after that, Coates nearly scored off that um, off the corner, I believe, um, which was was a near goal and sort of. I don't know if you guys have seen the the Coates goal for Liverpool in 2011 against QPR. Almost similar, sort of like a, a bicycle or scissors kick nearly went in, but a great save by Chesney. And then obviously Chesney was brought off. I think maybe two three minutes afterwards, which obviously hope he's okay. It did look serious. He, he was he was almost crying as he came off, I believe. So uh, yeah. it was definitely. Definitely something serious went on there, but hopefully all is well. And then continuing the injury bug, St. Just, um, after a after a good ball, I think, by Esguio, St. Just just... The thing is with St. Just, he runs so quickly that I think when he goes to stop, his body just can't handle it. And I think that's why he has so many injuries, because it's always a hamstring or an ankle or something like that. And this season, I think he's been injured. This will be his fifth injury of the season, I think. It might be fourth or fifth, but I mean... Prayers up to him as well because he he was crying. So it seemed like that could be a serious injury. And for someone, I think he had two months without any injuries and he was playing 
like 90 minutes and for like the last three months and that's happened sort of back square one of St. Just and I hope he's okay because he has been, I would say, I don't know if Richard would agree, he's arguably been our best centre-back for the past. I, I would agree years. with that. He's been, if not the best, one of the best. He's been phenomenal the last couple months. Yeah, and that's no disrespect to Ignacio Coates, but I think St. Just has been, been levels above. Um, we had so many corners as well. And like, I would say at least half of them didn't clear the first man. And I don't know if that was sort of a, a, a training pitch thing, but a lot of them just ended up hitting Chimney in the chest. I felt bad for him. Probably has a lot of bruises after the game. The amount of times he just hit him, he didn't know what was happening. But that must be something they have to work on in training. Because like I said, over half of them didn't even clear the first man. And when they did, it was either too, too, like, too far. It just went straight to the keeper. And speaking of keepers, man, Dan, as I mentioned earlier, I just don't understand how he's still our goalkeeper. It's always off something like a corner as well. It's a set piece or a free kick, a corner. He just, he can never decide whether to punch it or catch it or hit it over. It's just always and, something that should be, that looks so like harmless. That's the problem. It's never something like high danger. It's always something that as a goalkeeper, you should be handling calmly. And it's just always calamitous with him. Yeah, and the thing with him as well, he's very good at saving like really difficult shots. Like he's very good, like like reaction time. I think is is second to none. But like I said, it's the simple stuff, the stuff that is taught. Like when you're like ten years old playing in goal, he just just doesn't have it. And I really hope we don't have to go. I think we're going into next game with him, unfortunately. But next season, man, I hope he's nowhere near this team. I just I just don't understand how he can get better defensively with him in goal. It, it just doesn't work for me. But I think. Overall, I think it's fair to say it was a very sloppy game from both teams. A lot of possession lost, especially from Sporting in the first half, I thought. Um, Juventus were very lucky, or sorry, Juventus were very unlucky not to score some of those chances. Bit of miscommunication there, um, I think, a few times. But um, I will say, although maybe I would say nil-nil or 1-1 would be a fair result, I think Juventus deserved the win, especially after that the double save at the end, which, to be fair, in a way, I don't know how much Perrin knew about the saves because I think the first one was the, sec the second one. The first one's very good on him positioning. The second one is he's just diving and hoping to get to it, and he gets to it, but it's also not the best of shots. Um, yeah, not trying to take away because it's still a phenomenal save just to be able to get across and get into any kind of position. But you got to be in position to have a chance. Yeah, and um, with with Bellerin as well, it was like all you have to do is put a tiny bit more power, like, but he tried to place it, and I just all he understand. had to do was place it literally anywhere else in the net. <laughs> That's literally all he had to do. Yeah, I know it's like obviously we're sitting at home and we get the advantage of replays and things like that, but like for me, it's just like you've got to smack that as hard as you can, like, and then give the keeper no chance of saving it instead of just placing it on the floor. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'll say. Mateo's race, I thought, was awful when he came in as well. He lost possession so many yeah. times. Same with Arturo Gomez, by like, by, like, one skill on Quadrado where he got past it and then literally ran the ball out of play, that same possession. And Diamonde looked a bit shaky as well. I think it was just a poor game from everyone, bar Morita. I thought he was Marita absolutely was fantastic today. And even Coates, to be fair, as well, I thought was was very good. But Morita was my my standout. Um, but, yeah. Other than that, um, Dash, what were your opinions on both Juventus and Sporting side of things? So I do want to kind of bring up an update from uh, Juventus. So Juventus has uh, released saying that Chesney is okay, just had some palpations. Uh, they ran an EKG on him in the locker room. He's okay. So 
Good. Nothing Good. serious. Um, Any anytime you hear something heart related, because we've seen it end a disaster so many times, you, you always get a little bit of a a lump in your throat, a bit of a pit in your stomach, like oh shit. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. seen it happen in a lot of sports where it just it ends up as the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Yep, so that's yep. good. That's totally. good to hear. Totally. Um, the one thing I want to make perfectly clear, and uh, and I've told this to Richard on history or when he was with us, when we drew you guys, I was pissed because <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, is like out of any team, I was like, we get you guys. Um, and that's all credit to you guys because this game is a definition of, of why. I hated that draw. Um, personally, I would have rather taken Man United because, you know, Harry Maguire would have spotted us two goals. But um, besides <laughs> besides the point. You might get them um, next round. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, but the thing is, is like, I need to give credit to you guys because like you guys did what I expected Sporting to do. I told Dave on our stream when we were doing our watch along, I said, the only way Juve gets a goal is a cheese goal. There is, there is no like... And unfortunately, that's kind of what happened. Vlaovic hits it. I believe it's off Karate's groin, and then Gatti taps it in. Um, I, it was one of it. I'm sorry. I don't know who it was entirely because I only saw the person's face. But it was a cheese goal because, you know, the guy stops it with his hips, and then it just falls right in front of Gatti, and Gatti taps it in. Like, in my opinion, that's not, hey, we broke sporting down, and it just, you know, flew that way. Um, it was interesting because both teams could not cleanly break the other team down, and it's something that I expected. Um, I can criticize Juventus by saying that we can't do a midfield two. It just doesn't work for us because um, we ran the three four three to catch you guys off guard. Because the thing is, is you guys are the three five two killers. Um, because, like for example, against Frankfurt this season uh, in the Champions League, you guys essentially ran riot on their three five two. So Allegri wanted to flip the script and say, okay, let's hit you with something a little bit more different. Um, it looked like Chiesa was able to stretch you guys out a little bit on the left side of the pitch, though I do think Di Maria had an absolute stinker of a game, in my opinion. Uh, forced possession, forced passes, uh, not really linked well with Milik. Um, Vlahovic, yeah, Vlahovic had the nick that ended up being the goal, but offensively, it was mostly the Chiesa show from what I saw, and Rabio as well, which I'm a little bit surprised that Locatelli was rated higher than Rabio, but again, you know, semantics and stuff, but... Uh, it was it was a scrappy game. I expected it to be a scrappy game. I expected it to be a one goal game, either for you guys or for us, because essentially it's almost it's almost like three separate instances. Like for example, the first couple minutes we were really doing well, creating chances. Then you guys kicked up a gear, created chances, and then we kicked up, created chances, and then you guys created chances. And Perrine's balls saved the day with that one. But uh, the thing is, is yeah, I. I hated playing you guys. I hate playing you guys. It's it, it's just one of those things because you guys execute the press very, very well. And the thing is, is you guys did not allow Juventus to get going at home. And the thing is, is and I will say this in regards for the Juventus fan base. Um, if you guys are saying that we should have won two or three nothing against this team, I'm going to politely say shut up because you did not watch the game that we watched. Because um, sporting again, sporting plays spoiler. That is one of the things they do very well with their press. They do not let you settle. They do not let you build your game. So um, the fact that we got a cheese goal, we got a cheese goal, but now we got to go into Lisbon and Juventus does not have a great record in Lisbon. So even though we have an advantage, the only way that Juve fans could sleep at night is if Juve won like four or five, nothing, even then we would still sleep in fear. But um, the thing is, is yeah, I I'm happy, but at the same time, I'm like, we need to get past Lisbon because 
even though we started off at home the first leg, it's it's that Lisbon game because that's what that's what screwed us in the Europa League against Benfica uh, when we played in the last Europa League quarterfinals like nine years ago, nine to ten years ago. So that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, um, spot on. I, I agree with most of it. What you said. Um, there's just. Uh, I was going to ask you guys what you thought about um, the refereeing performance because it's. I don't know how it is in, in sort of Italian football, but usually it's the referees making the headlines in in Portuguese football a lot of the time. But for me personally, if, if I'll start, I'll just say I thought he let the, the flow of the game like control. He did it very well. I thought there was sometimes I thought maybe he he gave out a yellow card too quickly or, or something. But in terms of overall game flow. I thought he did a good job of letting the game flow. Uh, Dash, what did what did you think of the refereeing performance today? I thought the ref was fine because um, yeah. again we're used to it in Italy. So if Juve breathe, they get a minus fifteen point deduction. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a topic for another day. But uh, yeah, because the thing is, is like Italian refs sometimes you know it's like a Tuzo's line. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe crap. Uh, like it, it, it's 50-50. But I think this guy, this referee, let the game flow. He let it run. I I don't see anything where I'm just like, oh, that was blatantly terrible or anything like that. Um, you know, even like for example, when it came to things in the box, there wasn't anything where you know we're just kind of like, like what like, or anything like that. So. I thought it was okay for me. I didn't notice the referee that much. So if I don't notice the referee that much, generally it's a good game by the ref. Yeah. Fair enough. Dave, are you sort of in the same camp as that? Yeah. I didn't really notice it because man, it's part of the reason why I watch Italian football is the refereeing and the drama. And there was none of that tonight. And I do agree with you, Sam. Yeah. He did throw the yellow a bit quick but I was never really upset either. I was like, yeah, okay. I like, understand. Cool. Yeah, whatever. Let's move on. So, yeah, it was, it was good all around. Yeah. No no problems. Yeah, I, yeah, I had no beef with the ref. I thought it was pretty good. Like, the game didn't suffer from him really in any way. That's that's the rescue around with some refs is you just get foul after foul after foul for even the most innocuous things, and just the game never gets going. Um, but there was a lot of good back and forth this game. I felt like the ref didn't play a big part in it thank goodness because you don't want the refs to be the uh the main story so over overall like good performance i have i have no problems with them he did good today yeah yeah most definitely uh rich i'm gonna keep it with you for the moment and i'm gonna talk about that chance i know we talked about it briefly the double chance with um bellerin and pedro gonzalez to yeah. me if there's anyone on this team that i want at the end of that cross it's pedro gonzalez and for him to miss yeah. and then bellerin with a follow-up as well just in terms of that chance and the game in general, do you think this game really missed Paulinho in that way? I know we, some of us here aren't the biggest fans of Paulinho, but what were your... I think he would have done better than Shurimiti. I think Shurimiti was just not great. He was god. I'm being nice. He was fucking sucked. <laughs> Today, he was god-awful. I think Paulinho would have been better in the link-up. I feel, I feel like he would have been... He wouldn't have been as easy to get off, to knock off the ball. Like anytime Shurimithi went into a challenge, like a, a 50-50 ball, he lost. Anytime he was in a one-on-one, -on -one, he lost the battle. I feel like Paulinho would have at least made life a little more hard. I don't know about the chance because we've seen Paulinho such an enigma. He either buries that or he shoots it over the net. So that that's the thing. I, I can't for certain say he's scoring that because... No one can say for certain he's scoring that. It's Paulinho. He is, he is a man of uh, of just weird intrigue. Uh, <laughs> I, 
he would he would have offered more than Shurimiti, I think, just just in those bat in those 50-50 battles and one-on-ones. Um, because Shurimiti just looked like a like a boy against men today. Uh that that's that's my thought. I'm not gonna go out and say he scored that because you just can't. <laughs> not with him. Yeah. No, no, fair enough. And and to the Juve guys as well, there's two points I want to talk about mostly. The first one is a very random one, and it was Di Maria's sort of attempted volley shot in like the first like five minutes that went out for a throw-in. Um, I, I've, as far as I'm aware, Di Maria's been a pretty consistently good player for you guys this year, I believe. So yeah. when that happens, what are your guys' thoughts like? Because there was a few times he did sort of similar things where he just took a shot and it was like, was it necessary? But... But like, what were your other thoughts on on Di Maria's game today? I suppose he's been so consistent and just sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, he's like, here's what I found about Di Maria. No. <laughs> Nobody cares, Siri. I'm talking. <laughs> um, no, uh, no, he's been so consistent and above expectations all round. Uh, there were so many naysayers as he came to the team. Oh, he's just here for the World Cup. After the World Cup, he's he's going to disappear. No, absolutely not. He stepped it up. He's a world champion, and he's just brought that championship mentality to the team, and he's amazing. Today, he just had a stinker. It just—it was a trash game, and I think he knows it. We all know it, but the mentality is, all right, next game up. Three days away. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Like, well, we kind of have like those like facepalm moments, but the thing is, is what what's a good sign is though Chiesa or Chiesa, though Di Maria wasn't playing well, Chiesa looks like Chiesa starting to find his stride. I think that's that's the one thing. Um, and then also Pogba finally seeing the pitch uh, for the like second time he, this season. He exists. He's alive. Yeah, he yeah. exists. I mean, guys, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Dave and I held our breath when he did like that dragon kick save. We're just like, everybody, hold on, everybody stay calm. <laughs> his hamstrings, his hamstrings and quads are good. We are good. A fantastic he got up. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. He drop kicked that ball out of the air. It was insane. It, uh, I heard WWE signing him after this match. <laughs> he's be facing, he's uh, facing Roman Reigns for the undisputed title. Oh, and he's already lost by uh, by the sounds of it. <laughs> lost, lost by the use, lost by interference by the Usos. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> Who could have guessed? I know. Solo uh, Sokoa out of nowhere. <laughs> Man, um, and on that note as well, you, you mentioned like Pogba and, and the play other players as well. What I wanted to touch upon was that the story that came out, I think, after your last game, which was Paredes and Allegri having sort of bust up in front of the players. Was that something that the Italian media picked up on a lot? And was it something that you guys worried about going into this game, the sort of overall atmosphere and the chemistry of, of Juventus? Not, not really. Um, because the thing is, is we don't. There's there's bust ups that happen all the time per se, but like the one thing I give Allegri uh, credit for is Allegri's a very good man manager. Um, also Danilo is probably one of the best captains or a surprise captain. I mean, like my favorite was um, uh, Italian media were questioning him about Quadrado because Quadrado got into that argument with Handanovic and they were swinging at each other. Uh, this was the Coppa Italia. And, you know, they're like, oh, hey, uh, shouldn't you mentor Quadrado and give him some advice and stuff? And Danilo looks at the camera and says, Quadrado's 34 years old. Like he's about he's a grown man. He's, not he's like, old. next question. So the thing, the thing about Juve guys is that like our locker room, uh, our club in general is about, you know, 
they expect. Yeah, like if you have a bust up, you have a bust up, but they're going to hold you accountable for it. And Allegri is like, hey, because the thing is, this guy's the reason why Paredes was pissed off was uh, Betanachea essentially took a starting job. And Betanachea is from our next gen or our under 23 team. Uh, he didn't feature in this game, but again, very young player. And essentially, you know, he beat Paredes for the gig. And Paredes is like, well, why am I not playing? And Allegri's like, well, it's easy. You're trash. So do better. <laughs> And you know, because Be because that's the thing, man. Like, and yeah. that's one of the things where a lot of people don't give credit to Allegri. Allegri as a coach is very, uh, it's a meritocracy at Juve, where it's like if you're balling, you're in. If you're not balling, you're not in. It's it's as simple as that. So, um, it doesn't like you know bust ups like that don't really don't really uh, go at us that hard. And again, we're Juve, so we're used to the press trying to spin narratives or anything at us for anything stupid so it's it's you know it's another day Any, in the anytime office. you're a big club it's gonna happen you're gonna have somebody in the press try to spin something one way or the other uh, yeah like, i mean like Portugal all the time too yeah like you had sadio mane and leroy sane were like sadio mane decked them in the locker room which I good thought was kind of funny so <laughs> good for know, him yeah stuff the, uh, like that the press in italy comes out of milan uh, Silvio yes. Silvio Berlusconi, if you know the the farmer oh, politician. Very, very <laughs> so yes, it's it's very leaned towards. Uh, I want to say mostly Inter, but also AC Milan as well. Like, and Juventus is hated by all. You you're either a Juventus fan in Italy or you absolutely absolutely detest their existence. That's kind of how it goes, right? So. Yeah, being Milanese press, it's just trash. It's constant trash. We never get a win. We could get a treble, and we're still the worst people that exist. Yeah, like tomorrow morning, you're going to see like front uh, Correa della Sport or Gazzetta. You're going to see headlines. Juventus relegated to Serie B for beating Sporting 1-0. Like it's, it's, it's one of those things. Like we're used to it. It is how it is because the thing is, is again, like we have twice as many league titles as the second best team. And you know, everyone hates, we're kind of viewed as like, you know, Darth Vader of Italy in a sense. Like, you know, we go up every time we play Inter, we go, Inter, I am your father. So <laughs> you know. See, our, our press is very concentrated. I guess I would say in Ligue Boy, Sam, for the most part. I mean, every team, like, out of the three teams, we all kind of have like our own paper. That's the yeah. thing. So we'll like, see. like Benfica, I would say, is a ball. Uh, Porto's obviously Ojogo, and then we yeah. record. So we all kind of have like our own paper. And that then no one cares there. enough about Braga to make a paper. <laughs> no, because because, because we can't be asked to give a shit about more than two or three teams at a time. This God <laughs> <laughs> or at least fucking Italy has like more than two teams that can compete for anything. And there's nah, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know about those. I don't know about those Rome clubs. Uh, not no, no, those, those Romans. <laughs> Napoli's just got that good Zaza. They're gonna come tumbling back down to earth next. But season. I feel, I feel like Italy more so than than Portugal. You have at least a couple teams, like one or like more than two teams every year. We're like, ah, oh, they got a shot. Whereas Portugal, it very much feels like it's it's one or two tops. I feel like Italy as a whole, top top down is way more competitive than our chance. We we do Depends. we do from September until like November, and then, and it's then like it's everyone's like fall off. And then everyone's like, ah, shit, it's UV again, or something like that. It's like, it's like, like oh, fuck it, we give up. If they see whoever it is, they're like, ah, fuck it, we give up. Yeah, like, Napoli yeah, this, like, Napoli this year, everyone just kind of quit <laughs> for the most yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. Like, and ah. we all expect them to win it. 
it, it's just going to be ironic if Milan beats them in the Champions League for the semifinal spot. I'm just going to cry laughing because it's that's still, it's probably... still one nil in that uh, in that tie. So it's still all to play for. Well, so the, here here's the crazy thing about it. I know this is I know this is a segue, but uh, so they're missing because their center back got a yellow card, so he's suspended for the second leg, and then Victor Oisiman is suspend is out, and then as well as one of their main midfielders. So they just yeah. lost three of their most important players for that. I saw the leg. report that they believed Osman might be back for the second leg. I don't know how true that is, nah, but that I was, that it. was the, the cautious optimism was they might yeah. be able to get at least him back, but we'll see. I suppose. Once, you know, here's the thing about Victor Osman that a lot of people don't know is once that dude gets hurt, that dude's done for the season. Like his, his form <laughs> just goes. <laughs> Cause like last season he was on fire. Uh, hurt his face, switched to the Batman mask that he has that he lost. Apparently now Napoli's not doing well because it was his good luck charm. But mask. Um, yeah, like but mask again, LeBron or hoodie mellow. Yeah, for me again, you know, it's. I just think it's it's comical. The one thing that just pisses me off is that you know there's a potential for a Milan Inter semifinal in the Champions League, and both of those two teams are absolute garbage in the league. Inter was very fortunate to get past Porto in their uh, in their Champions League game. I felt. And yeah. uh, I I do feel Benfica deserved a draw in their last game as much of a thing to say. Uh, you know, as a sporting folk, because I know y- you guys don't like them. Like, how did you feel about like that Inter Benfica result? Because I'm looking at it, I'm like, I think Benfica got gypped. I did say I, to I one of my friends, <laughs> my friend, one of my good friends is a Benfica fan. I said it felt more like you bottled it than Inter won it. If that makes yeah. sense, because yeah. especially Gonzalo Ramos uh, near the end there. To, to equalize i think the thing is with benfica they've been up until i'd say two weeks ago they've been far and above genuinely Everybody. one of the best teams in europe i think in mm. terms of just overall play then they lost to porto and then they've had some very subpar performances since then and it looks like things could be on a downward spiral for them i don't think it's going to happen but they have seven games left in the league and i believe they're eight or seven points clear at the moment so it's going to be yeah. very difficult for them to to hope for. Well, I hope they bottle it, but then I also hope they don't because it's either Porto or Benfica. It's like, I don't really care. Lose, lose. So, I so, hate Porto, so Porto's like the Inter Milan of Portugal. Like, nobody likes them. I, su- I suppose. <laughs> but, like, I, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but I guess Benfica are kind of similar to Juventus because you've won everything. They're the, they are the most supported club, like it or not. Like, they are the historically most supported club in Portugal. And in terms of controversies recently, in terms of like controversies like the points deduction and things like that, that I know you guys have had. Benfica recently have been trending towards that side of of things in sport and corruption as well. So definitely more recently. But I just hope both of them lose. If if Braga or <laughs> I, I don't think Sporting are gonna do it, but if Braga could somehow make a comeback. Well, well, look, I mean yeah. at the at the end of the day, you guys are like, hey, well, we gave the world Ronaldo, so just just blow us down. We don't even <laughs> give a shit about that anymore. Like we're tired <laughs> really? of it. It's like, yeah. bro, the dick riding's crazy. Uh, <laughs> after he went to <laughs> to so Saudi, no one and I think a lot of sporting fans lost respect for Ronaldo in that sense. They were just like, You this is the chance you are a free agent, you can do whatever you want. You he had two anywhere. chances in the last year let's be real when he left yeah. you in the last year when he left juventus that wasn't like a half chance he could have done it yeah but and you sort of understand the decision to go him. to united anyway because it's like the fairy tale return like i know sporting would be as well but obviously he had his best years at man united i guess if it were a real return as well but then it's just like this was your chance you you could 
take the, any pay cut. You don't need to be paid any more money than you already are. Or you could invest in the club or get whatever the stadium named after you. The training academy is already named after him. So it's just like, this was your chance. He has not come back. And people are just like... like I'm, well, I'm never... I'm going to go on the side. I will never fault anybody in life, athlete, Joe Blow for chasing the bag and getting paid. Yeah. However, it's what do you give the man who has everything? Like, it's not like he's hurting for money. Like, I'm pretty sure Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo financially is doing okay. Probably a bit better than any of us if I was betting man. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just... My my uh my paycheck and his paycheck pretty similar. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, like I'll, I'll never fault a player for chasing the money, but like, what what are you doing, pal? And like, he also made himself look ridiculous in that interview he did with Piers Morgan, saying like, I would never like go to Saudi, I would never go here. I, I want to stay in Europe. I want to win the Champions League. Then he obviously picked the seemed the only club that could probably pay him at that point, but the only club willing to pay him anything at all because like he hoarded himself out for the last year to like any club in Europe that would listen and all of them mm. were like no nah like not not <laughs> for what one like you're very much a PR disaster right now and even if you weren't your wages in comparison to your your form are not they're not comparable right now this isn't worth it for any of us so it's not worth it to bankrupt your team for a guy who is barely banging them in against Saudi Arabian and and Lichtensteinian farmers <laughs> qualifying. <laughs> like it's not worth it to bankrupt your club for a guy who's gonna be a headache and act like he's bigger than the team. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah I've always said that guy had the, the worst fall from graces I've ever seen. As it far as it was goat, rapid. As a goat caliber. Yeah. yeah, nobody even talks about him unless we're making fun of him now, essentially. I know. It's, it's kind yeah. of sad in a sense. Like I know our, our big sports broadcaster uh in like Sport TV and, and Portugal, like they broadcast the Saudi games. I'm like, no one's fucking watching the Saudi <laughs> games. Like, let's be real. Like, I'm not tuning into Saudi or Saudi Arabian games. You you have people that are into the man himself, they don't care which team he's on, they're just Ronaldo they'll be fans. there for him. But yeah, you'll you'll have those hardcore guys. A lot of them come out of India and, and like from yeah. the Far oh, yeah. East and whatnot, right? And that and that's it. They're just focusing on Ronaldo. And I mean, cool, I guess, for you. So I don't know. Got a few guys from India that love you, but like the rest <laughs> of football and, and not to hate on them, love what you want, of course. But like if that's yeah. your guy, that's your guy. Like we've yeah. all had a player that we all love. Like at some point or other, we've all had that guy, like that's your ride or die, but like but people would watch Juve when Ronaldo was playing. Like we had yeah. a bunch more people that were just Ronaldo fans that watch him. People would watch Man U. I like tons of people to watch Man U. Nobody watches him in Saudi except like yeah. that select few. I know Man United fans that like because I was growing up, I was a Man, I was a Man United fan. I'll, I'll admit it. I didn't stop watching Man United because he left. I didn't start watching Real Madrid because he was there. I was already watching Real Madrid and Barcelona games, anyways. It's so like, and same with like Italian, like I was still watching some Italian league, like Juventus or Napoli and AC Milan games and stuff. So I wasn't of the one where like, I'm going to watch because he's there. I'm just like, I'm going to watch and he happens to be there. But there's, like you said, there's people that will just, they were Man United fans and they stopped being Man United fans yeah. and then went to Real Madrid. And then they stopped being Real Madrid fans and went to Juventus. Kind of the same way like LeBron James fans, I guess, in, in basketball. Yeah. They were 
all these are in there were these handful of Cleveland Cavaliers fans and everyone was a Miami Heat fan. All you saw growing up was Heat jerseys. And then all of a sudden everybody was a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I'm like, why? Like, like pick a hill and die on it. Like well, I could it's, it's one of those things where it kind of irritates me now how the sport's going. Cause it's like, for example, Paulo Dybala. I don't know if you, I'm pretty sure you guys know who Paulo is. I'm familiar uh, with like, his work. Yeah. You know, he's okay. when he doesn't, you know, stub his toe by just walking um but like the thing is it's like you know the club Juve got a lot of hate for letting the bala walk and it's like even now they're like cheering for roma with the bala on there and i'm like guys are you how how do you call yourself juventini if you're cheering for roma and then it's like the one thing is is like those those same people had the audacity to be like oh yeah okay okay paulo you go ahead and talk to inter mid-season about a contract while you're a juve player it's like what like yeah, it's one of those things where, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's like, you know, it, it, this new trend where people follow players instead of clubs just throws me off for a loop. It's, it's just, it's, so it's all weird. team sports. Now you're kind of slowly seeing that. I think I like the players, football. Get, the player, it's true. Fantasy, fantasy sports and, and sports betting like ruined is ruining sports in a way. Well, we just saw the Premier League ban betting sponsors off the front of shirts. That's a step in the right direction, but like fantasy sports and sports bang just makes these guys like as larger than life and almost bigger than the teams they play for. And it doesn't help any of the teams. Yeah. Like Mbappe's pissed because PSG used his image in a season ticket, uh, season ticket promo or whatever. I'm like, honestly, like that's common practice. Like, what is this fucking problem? <laughs> if I was PSG, I'm like, you fucking play for the team. I used everybody in the promo, eat shit. But it's that, really that's a, the thing. It's really like a two-second shot of him looking like this, like brother. But, but that's the irony of it is his image yeah. rights, because that was one of those things that we had with Paulo that was an issue yeah. with Dybala was his image rights, where it's like, like okay, like dude, you're wearing the jersey. You're wearing like if I decide to take pictures of Dybala, that's a totally different story. And I'm not gonna yeah. lie, that's kind of sus, Juve, if you're doing that. But like, when when you're wearing team apparel, team merchandise, like it's fair game. Like it's fair game. Like, I don't understand why there's like a new image thing where it's like, I I, I don't know. It, it, it's just, it's super weird. I personally, I don't like where the game is going because the salaries are inflated for no freaking reason. Like I'm all four players getting their bags, but like, you know, when the salaries are at this point where it's like the Premier League is offering 20 million to a right back that barely does anything. You're just kind of like, what do you even they're, do? They're, 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 I think you're going to see a crash the next like five, 10 years. And I think you're going to see almost like salaries and everything just hit a wall because this type of rapid growth, like just isn't sustainable. Like there, there, there's a ceiling to it at some point where someone's going to go, it's going to take like one dumb club to go bust and scare people off for a bit. Yeah. And, and like, for example, I think the NFL is starting to do that with Lamar Jackson, if you guys are familiar with the NFL. So like, for example, Lamar Jackson wants 250 million all guaranteed and all the nfl owners are like yeah we're no. not doing this because it sets a precedent yeah it sets a precedent it sets the market so you know i think the nfl has kind of figured that out i hope football does it man because like i understand real madrid being real madrid but when you look at the premier league with how much money the premier league is investing in all of their teams like a relegation team gets almost 100 million in just tv revenue yeah, which like that is insane. Like they make more roughly about the same as Real Madrid makes from TV revenue, which is ridiculously unheard the, of. But the last place in England play makes the same amount as first place in Italy. That's wild. Damn. Yeah. Yes. So 
you know, like again, Leeds is going to go to like, for example, Federico Chiesa and say, Hey, you know, even though we're 18th in the league or they did it with McKenney, you know, Hey, we're at this point of the league, we'll still pay you. (laughs) We're mid table relegation battle. We'll still give Juventus 38 million just for McKenney. And you know, Juve's like, take them, take them. Um, but cause you know, we, no one in Italy is going to be able to afford that. So it's, it's just, it's, it's insane. And the thing is, is like, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the premier league plays any attractive football whatsoever. It's just, it's, it's chaotic. I wouldn't say it's the most like in terms of technical ability, it's not always the best. I think in terms of chaos and, and like fun. Yeah. It's, it's great. Well, the fact like Roy Hodgson is still winning but, games at the age of 73 or 72. Roy Hod- yeah. Roy Hodgson has a coaching job in 2023. Like let that sink in for us. And he's, he's won two games in a row, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's also like, I think, the the owners themselves coming in i think blame the league all you want i think it's more the ownership pushing for things and you see chelsea's owner is just a fucking maniac yeah. he's fired two coaches in less than like six months and spent 666 spent million like, in january yeah like wow. like part of it is just owners who are just like they're big dick swing and they want to show they have financial might and you have the ones that are kind of more sustainable than others and it's just it's brutal like I just, I think that there's gonna have to be some sort of crash or so because it's just not sustainable. You can't keep it's this not. up. At some, at some, and we've seen it with other leagues like Italy for a long time was one of the dominant leagues, and yeah. really was at one point probably the best league in the world in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, up and until about two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. I think after that last like uh, Milan Champions League, Calciopoli. Yeah. It, it, it killed them, right? And and yeah. and it, and it went down from there. It went down. Uh, Spain, you saw it after Ronaldo and Messi left because they were stupid and hedged all their eggs in one basket. And then yeah. their basket left. They're like, oh no, my one basket with all my eggs. It's gone. Darn <laughs> that yeah. Juventus. Arg. Yeah. <laughs> we need to start a Super League because of this. <laughs> like, no. Like, you can't. Like, part of it is too, is some leagues, I think, are just unwilling to look inward and improve. But, well, that that is the problem is that the teams want the league to improve and they won't and that's what's happening in italy and that's yes, why yeah. people want the super league mm-hmm. is to break from the shackles of the spanish and italian federations because they're insane yeah yeah they're terrible because like the thing is is like for example and and there's some stats here so right after juve got the 15 point deduction um, a lot of people unsubscribed to the zone. They unsubscribed to a bunch of Italian uh, subscriptions for Serie A in, in protest. Um, allegedly, uh, FIGC lost four million euros because of that. That's not in small revenue. money. Like, yeah. So it, the thing is, is like you can't. And, and you know, this might be biased here, but if you take U of A out of Serie A, Serie A is nothing. Financially, Serie A is nothing. Because, like, for example, when we bar- when we brought Ronaldo in. The amount of money that Serie A was able to make off of Ronaldo was insane. Like it was one of the reasons why like Serie A kind of had a little bit of a renaissance and then COVID happened and then it just was like, yeah. Um, but like even in 2006, when Juve got relegated, Serie A just took a nosedive because Inter isn't isn't the team to to do it. And the same thing with Milan because they, you know, 
essentially in 2006 i don't care what anybody says 2006 was a setup by inter to try to take uh juve and milan out of out of the picture and they did because they took us they put us in Serie b and they hampered milan financially because you you look at it after that 2007 champions league by milan milan was never the same team competing wise like they had to sell kaka they got an aging ronaldinho um they really pulled in Maybe Zlatan, but and then the second PSG came in, Zlatan and Milan absolutely fell apart. So I always blame Inter for ruining the league in 2006. But again, it goes to show. And the one thing, though, the Premier League, what kind of sucks is the Premier League has heavy backing from the United States. Because so, for example, the broadcasting company that does the Premier League is Comcast, which is biggest telecommunications, company biggest telecommunications in exactly so they have again they have universal studios so they're making money off uh, dominic trato's family uh but like it, it's uh it's one of those things man like they're investing 2.6 billion dollars per season into the premier league so it's like it's not sustainable like i think the only only league that could have compared was la liga with uh, ronaldo and messi in their prime but they just didn't invest in the league itself, and now it's it's apparent to what happened. No, but. they were they were happy to skew it to those two teams, and then the problem is, like we see in Portugal, is when you skew it to the same couple of teams, everyone suffers as a whole in the long run. So, and and like we're one of the last leagues, I think, in Portugal. I don't know how the TV deal works in Italy. We're one of the few leagues left that doesn't centralize our TV rights in any shape or form, at all, like zero. Mm-hmm. Every team has to negotiate their own TV money. And oh, that's cool. We, oh, yeah, it works out great, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but the problem you get with that, and this is where say what you want about the Premier League, is we're looking at the collective good. We don't want teams going bust if possible. So even though they, even though it, it sucks for like our league and stuff, for them, all the teams are financially healthy. They don't have to worry about making ends meet because they all know, okay, we're all getting at least the start an equal share of the pie. And then obviously there's the higher you finish, the more you get, which is just how it should work. Whereas in like Spain and Portugal, you don't have that. So a lot of these other teams from like mid table down are all always like on the verge of financial ruin. And there's just no competitiveness in the league because they don't give a shit. They're like, ah, we'll skew it to the same couple teams. And it well, just even it kills the Portugal. product. It kills interest. In Portugal as well, what Benfica did is they went to the head of the league and they were like, we want our own, oh, we want our games to be broadcasted on our own channel, which is Benfica TV. So, and for some reason it got approved. So all Benfica home games are played on Benfica TV. So if you weren't a Benfica fan, you would have to, let's say, for example, we'd use Jules Vicente as a reason. So you'd have to pay for Sport TV to watch your games anyway. And then the one time yeah. you play Benfica, you have to buy Benfica TV, and I don't yeah. know if they do a subscription or they do it yearly or whatever. Yeah, it's I think it's you have the option. It's like most subscription. You have a monthly and a year. Yeah. But it's just a stupid way to favor Benfica when Sporting had their own TV channel created. We did the same thing. I think well, both as well. both Sporting and Porto had their own channels, and they both came in and said we don't want to have it on our own channels because we don't want to have the notion of it's going to be biased commentary, which it is in on Benfica TV. It's very biased commentary, but yeah. that was the point. They said, we can't do that. We got to look at the league as a whole. And because Benfica did that, it set the league back like 10 years. Like yeah. we don't get, we won't get central like TV rights until like 2028 at the earliest because of that TV deal. Yeah. And like, to be fair to Benfica, it's like fair play. You've got your own channel. Like I don't I blame them for doing it, but... but it's the league that will just like, 
yeah, sure. It's like not only did they shoot themselves in the foot, but it's also like let's be honest, Portugal isn't a rich country. A lot of people are making sort of minimum wage. It's like a standard standard income. So they're not going to be able to afford sport TV in general. And if your team's in the Europa League or Champions League, it's 11 sports as well. And then, like I said, the one time you play Benfica, it's Benfica TV. So all of these things you need to pay for. Like, buddy, just, I just can't that. even afford to pay attention. You think I can afford to pay for like eight streaming services to watch like, a handful <laughs> of games? Wild. You know, like, I, gotta, I, do, I do give Serie A credit for going with Paramount Plus because it's the same same broadcaster for the Champions League too for the United mm-hmm. States. So it's like... But I, I'm on I too. Yeah. yeah. I'm on Fubo we, and DAZN for that. We get them We get them all on TLN in Canada. Like They show like three or four games a day on weekends sometimes. That, like, I watched like four games last weekend. But then you actually have to have cable. That's that's a cable. That's the thing. That's right? the thing. You have to have a cable or satellite subscription. Yeah, which um, I don't. So I have Fubo and the Zone. And yeah, you know, when I logged in today, it's like, no, wrong streaming service. Got to go to the oh, other one. Shit. <laughs> yeah, but that's that, that's the hilarious thing is streaming was supposed to be like this. You'll never need cable again. And now it's like, well, I might as well have cable because I'm paying for like ten different streams. I'm paying for Prime. I'm paying for Netflix. I'm paying for football, I'm paying for the zone, I'm paying for Paramount, I'm paying for whatever. Like by the time you factor in, you might as well just pay your cable bill because it's gonna work out to be the same. Yeah. If not uh, or, or you'll jail you jailbreak a fire stick. Yeah, no, who who would do <laughs> who that? Who would do such devious? Who would sail the high it's, high seas? It's for science. Dash is an engineer. He just he was, just I would you know, not I'm, sell the high seas. Certainly uh, not I, I'm innocent just, man. I'm, I'm just searching for the one piece. I mean, the one stream. What? Yeah. I don't did that on my fire stick. It, it just showed up, I swear. Well, just, what what is this? Go go stream now? What is that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. It has the Champions League on here. <laughs> it has every game on earth. Who would have guessed? What? Oh, my goodness. Pay-per-view. I'm watching the UFC 287 right now. I just if, a kid throws a, if a kid throws a rock at a tree in Madagascar, I can watch it? What? <laughs> what? I sneezed and it just happened to turn on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I bet it, you the FBI is watching it's, this. It's, it's, I've always said, make it easy, make it somewhat affordable. I'll never have an issue paying for something if it's good product. Yeah, but if you're gonna make me jump through hoops to find it and then charge me an arm and a leg, eat shit. <laughs> like I'm sorry, I can't. Well, it's, that. Like, it's there, the problem. Problem. crisis going on. I, I blame I blame Netflix because Netflix has now gone into the Netflix original series, and then everyone have no like, choice. Shit. Yeah, well, everyone's like, well, shit. And then, like, all the other service providers are like, I want this. Yeah. Writers, make me a terrible video game adaptation of yeah. <laughs> Paramount and Halo. Um, yeah. But, like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it, I think that's the one thing that ruins streaming now is the originals. Because, like, for example, mm-hmm. Netflix used to have everything Marvel movies. But then Disney um, pulled all their shit. And then their NBC stuff. Comcast pulled all their shit. And then Paramount pulled it. So all these big streaming services that had their stuff in one spot for nine bucks a month or 10 bucks a month made their own thing for nine or 10 bucks a month. And the Monopoly, this was the only time a Monopoly was good in any time with Netflix. Yeah. It all went downhill when South Park got pulled. And uh, and that was it. Like, it's, that was it. Netflix was, was over. Was yeah. Comedy, Comedy Central pulled out and uh, no more South Park. 
I, I blame Hulu. <laughs> to be honest with you guys, I blame Hulu because like back then Netflix had everything and then Hulu was created, which had NBC and Fox and then Paramount and everyone was like HBO and all of them were like, well, hey, wait a minute, hey, we should do this too. Hey. All, it, all it takes is for, it's like anything, all it takes is for one person to catch on and then it's just a domino effect. Everybody starts doing it as well, right? Yep, no, 100%. Like, I mean, same thing with ESPN. ESPN used to show La Liga, Premier League, and Serie A. And then, like, uh, NBC was like, oh, we should probably take these, uh, this, this Premier well, League the zone, thing here. The zone took everything. The zone of football took everything in Canada, save for Bundesliga and La Liga. Like, they, well, even La Liga everything. was. La Liga was part of Fubo there last year, though. They're so. TSN, but you wouldn't know it because they never fucking show any games. <laughs> yeah, no, they man. never show anything. Sports that shows like two Bundesliga games a week. I'm like, I don't need to watch the same Edmonton Oilers game on five of your channels, like or six of your channels. Like, you or is that mix it up a bit? It's as, true. Uh, yeah. as, as Frankie says, uh, we need Blockbuster back. We need Blockbuster back. Oh, we man. do. That's so nostalgia for me. Have you have you guys watched no. on Netflix the last Blockbuster? Yep. No, I've been meaning to. That that that's actually pretty amazing. entertaining. Yeah. Man, I will say, and I, I will say, my friend. Way. Just to reiterate, my friend has an IPTV, so my friend has said, make sure you get one because my friend, and again, my friend, Your friend Fam Sonseca. <laughs> yeah, him. Uh, he pays <laughs> sixty pound a year to get everything. That's nothing. Yeah. So yeah, my friend enjoys it. I spent that to fill my car with gas last week. <laughs> like, like bro that's nothing Freaky. yeah so, so my friend definitely recommends you find someone who has it and get in contact with them but anyway i digress <laughs> um into back towards the the actual game we'll talk about the return leg now so we mentioned it before the second leg is in lisbon obviously juventus have the one goal lead um dave i'll start off with you what are your expectations for the game and what are your overall feelings towards it as well <sighs> If this is this is gonna be Allegri ball at its finest. Uh, oh, no. You guys, do you guys know the term Corto Muso? No, not me. Uh, it means oh, the sh- you're in for a show. <laughs> I'm not excited. I'm, I'm scared. I think I need an adult. Get get your get your pillow and get your Lunesta. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, or you can stress eat. I like to stress eat. That works well. Stress eat a lot, even when I'm not watching games. <laughs> you know what, Dave, 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 we should have gotten the meme with uh, Franco with the noose on his neck saying, first time? First time. Yeah, it translates into a short muzzle, and it's basically you do just enough to win, and we're up 1-0, and we're away also, from every home. Portuguese game ever. Yeah, okay, this, this game is going to be locked. Right. It's locked down. It's going to be boring as hell. And that's what I expect. I'm not, I'm not going to be upset if we tie 0 0. So, Sam and I have plenty of practice. We watched Fernando Santos ball for like. long <laughs> 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 We watched Dando ball. So yeah, similar. Very similar. Yeah. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, like, to be All honest right. with you guys, you're going to have you know, 35, 40 minutes nonstops of you just sending crosses and corners and just nothing going in and Juve just sitting back. And then you and have then that one counterattack. Yeah, you have Frederico <laughs> got with that one counterattack that dribbles past four guys 
And then Frederico Gatti takes a shot, and it's a penalty, and you guys get a red card for a, a deliberate handball because that's what happened against Freiburg. That and sounds then... like an average Tuesday at our hookah, right, Seth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Maritimo like, away. Maritimo, it's always a Madeira team away. Because that's, that. that's literally because we, we beat Freiburg 1-0 at home. We go yeah. to Germany, and then we get that one counterattack, and it's Frederico Gatti, our center back, that's like dribbling through three, four defenders, takes a shot, and the defender literally just like volleyball slaps it away, gets a red card, and then Yuva's like, "All right, <laughs> sure, we take those." So I'm I'm just giving you guys forewarning because the past two second legs that we've played against teams in the Europa League, there has been a red card for the home team. Like if you look it up, Knotts had a red card for a handball in the box. All right, so who's who's getting the red, red card for us this red card? Is if I'll one of them or does your guard try to assassinate someone like you did to Sasha? Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> so so, guards first game back, automatic suspension. I'm just saying, if you guys have protection plans on your monitors or your TVs, have them ready because Allegri is going to make you want to do it. He's going to make you want to <laughs> smash your TV, and you know it's like that's why you know Dave and I have all insurance plans and all of our monitors and stuff because there's sometimes <laughs> where we just want to put that. Just, but uh, yes, it is going to be Corto Musso. It's the Italian favorite of we're up, so we're gonna we're gonna again squeeze the life out of you. The one thing I'm going to expect Juve to do is they're going to give you guys I don't want to say a false sense of hope, but they're going to give you the ball. They're going to say, "All right, Sporting, do what you want to do. We'll throw ten players in the net and just piss you guys off." So the one thing. I'll say, and uh, if your coach is watching, uh, you have to He's be steady. He's a big fan of the show, from what I hear. <laughs> I gotcha. So I just just had to beat Allegri here. Um, press, you're going to have to press for the entire 90 minutes right. um, with Corto Musso. Again, but again, live by the press, die by the press. It takes one through ball, and your press is completely in shambles. So, I mean, really what Sporting has to do to beat the Corto Musso is they have to press, they have to force Juve to build out of the back and force turnovers. Um, again, it takes one ball. If you miss up that one ball, then 2-0, it's difficult. It's very difficult. If you go up 2-0, I think it's very difficult for you guys to get back in. 1-0, it's possible, but usually when Juve goes up 2 nothing, unless it's like a, an absolute brain fart, uh, they rarely concede something like that. If you guys have 60% of the possession or more and are doing nothing with it, we're doing it right. That sounds <laughs> yes. better, right? Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. And and Richie, I'll give the same question to you. So just before we, you get started, though, uh, Ruben Amorim has said that Paulinho is looking less likely to return second leg. Obviously, it's in a week's time and he still has that foot injury. So, I mean, it's not it wasn't likely to begin with anyway. But Ugarte back in the midfield, so hopefully Potts should move to the, the wing for either... Unless we play like a front three of Edwards, Trincao and Pedro Gonzalez. Which, I, I thought they would have played that today. Yeah, I which is, I think we played against... Frankfurt at home, we played, or away, sorry, we played, I think, Nuno Santos, Edwards, and Trincao, I think, were the front three. So, ran wild, like Hulkamania. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, Like, what what are your thoughts on on the return leg? Are you more confident than you would be for, like, what you were thinking coming into this game? Uh, I mean, if they play like they did today, like, they've got got a chance, right? Like, it's it's one goal. It's not like they have to climb a mountain. Uh, I do think they need to get if they're going to score the goal they got to get in the first half. I think the longer it stays tied, the more it benefits Juventus. Not to sound like Captain Obvious, um, but if you're going to go, you got to rattle them early. You got to like just piss them off and get a goal quick. 
within the first like half hour. If you go on halftime, Todd, like it, it could be curtains. Um, my score prediction will be two on Sporting, and it goes to shootout because away goals mean zero now, uh, which is good and bad. It, it does breed it breeds more chaos and less chaos, I suppose, in, in different circumstances. Uh, and we might win by a shootout. Come yeah. on, I called it for fuck it. You know, I'm dying. I died on a lot of hills. I'm dying this one. I called it for the Arsenal game. I'll call it for this one. Two yeah. one. We win in the shootout. I will say Richard is our sort of mystic genius over here. He and he if I'm wrong next week, I never said nothing. <laughs> he guaranteed we'd get Arsenal in the next round. We got Arsenal. He guaranteed we'd win on penalties in the second leg, and we did that. And then I think you also guaranteed that we'd get Juventus in the next round. I think I said right. we'd get one of Juventus. I said we're gonna get one of Juventus or Roma. So I mean, you can ask Richard for the lottery numbers as well. Hey, well, you know, so there, there is a little bit of comedy in the game. So uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there was a delayed uh, substitution between Pogba and Paredes. Uh, like yes. They put up the numbers. Yeah, and that, yeah. You want to know why? Would you no, like to know forget, why? Did they forget Paul Pogba existed and forgot his number? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so you're going to get a kick bad. out of this. So uh, Mr. Mr. Nucket Till You Bucket uh, bust up Paredes uh, forgot his kit in the locker room. So he had to run <laughs> to the locker room to get his jersey. Oh, oh, oh Sway. How do you forget your kit? Come it's on. almost like this he was like, benched. he was like, if you're not going to play me, then I'm just going to bring it. everyone. <laughs> yeah. He's been benched so, so long. <laughs> so there's a video I employ you guys to go on Twitter where Allegri turns and looks at him and goes, like, bro, like this. what are like you doing? You have one job. So Pogba's like this. Pogba turns around, looks at him like like this, and then Allegri's running across going like, like our bro. coach Allegri is very animated. So it's like it's almost like this. So he's like this. He's he's running and he's like <laughs> Italian go like, Italian like, coaches are like, lovely for that too. They're like, it's, so it's like, like animated. It's like that. So like he's running in like that, and it's just it's it's hilarious. It's on Twitter, so I implore you to see it. But yes, guys, breaking. Yeah, I was wondering why, why that sub took a little longer than usual yeah because he's it. booking into the locker room like <laughs> yeah because on my feed it they didn't really explain what was going on they just kind of burned like past it he's just like going like this it's like he's like i'm playing oh shoot i didn't know oh, shit really i gotta playing. actually do something i, I gotta do something <laughs> yeah it's like you I'm, know if, if i was paredes i would have been petty and i would have been like uh you mean uh, me or better no. me or you this guy <laughs> but i think it is funny how like you said, animated Allegri is, and every time oh. the camera pans Ruben Amorim, he's always just looking down. He like just always so looks so like disappointed, dude. We could be four nil up, and he's just looking like like all the time. I I've said it because so Dave and I we cover Juve games on Twitch. Uh, we speak on Juve's official channel, and I've said it, and I've asked Juve a hundred. Oh, we'll never times. get that. If, we'll never get that invite after what we've said about this administration, Sam. <laughs> 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 We're gonna need a new administration um, to even have a shot. I I have that. I have asked Juventus. I want. Allegri's turtleneck. It is a Juve <laughs> turtleneck. I don't. It's not on their website. I can't buy it. But it's. We've had a it is a items like that. It is a Juventus turtleneck, and it just like he looks like a mafia don. Him and his like receding hairline, and him being bald because he has a receding hairline, and he's just like this with his turtleneck, like side profile view, like 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 Don Corleone. <laughs> like yeah, I'm like sitting there. I'm like I need one of these. I want one of these. It's like, we've had a couple the, of that like on our. Like we've seen some of the coaching staff where so I'm like, fuck, we 
I'd buy that. It's like they have like the three are. quarter zips they wear in training, uh, and it's like bright blue. And for some reason, they released like the player version of it, but just never released the manager version of it. No. And like a lot of people loved that, and like they yeah. said they were going to sell it, and they just never and did. Never so I don't did. know what actually went on. Yeah. Sash, yeah. you're you're not getting it though, because I keep on asking for the the sweaty used jersey of Julia Grosso, and they they stop replying to my emails. Julia, well, he hasn't buy me emailed them. I wouldn't have a chance that either. Probably. Yeah. Well, you know, That's Dave's just waiting for Dave's just waiting for the moment for Juve to tell us and be like, "All right, guys, so your special guest for your Twitch stream today is Julia Grosso." I would probably not show up for the stream because Dave will forget to let me in. she'll be like hi dave what's going on and dave's like hey uh i think i'm supposed to have someone else here but uh just me me, the lights are off just i'm just just sitting there like this like hey are you gonna let me in for those who don't know I, I mean, not everyone knows who she is. Uh, she plays for the Juventus females, and she's one of the stars on the Canadian women's national team. So uh, and, uh, I'm single, if you're wondering, Julia. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, she's Julia, not. Ju- Julia Grosso she's not, is the next, yeah. the next Alexis Morgan. So like, just for people that are like, why is everybody gassing her up? Follow she her on TikTok. Good. That's all, that's all yeah, I'm going to say. No, she's that. fun. But I, think I mean, I, just, I have just Googled it. Gets- she did score a gold medal winning goal at the Olympics, so she'll always have a place in my heart for that. Yeah, no, I, she's I have Googled it, and like the first five pictures are all just like modeling photos of her, and then like yeah. the next photo is football. <laughs> so yeah. just, like, I think it's like that. Uh, who's the girl that plays for Aston, like Aston Villa or whatever? I, I oh, what's her face? Aisha. Yeah, but she's actually terrible, though. Like, Julia Grosso's (laughs) good. great, no. Yeah, like, Julia Grosso can actually ball. Like, that's... She's a good... She is a very good player. I will give her that. Yeah, so, like, Julia's, like, a great player. Alicia, like, we know why she's famous let's yeah. just leave it at that but uh um but yeah it, it, it's it's funny like julia's like awesome um we we were supposed to actually she she was supposed to hop up on one of our twitch streams because juve lets us interview players uh so like for example our our co-worker giuseppe g just juve interviewed federico chiesa fajoli all of them so julia grosso was supposed to surprise show up on her stream but she got food poisoning so she couldn't oh, make that's, it. that's awful. so I'm just sitting there, and Dave's like, "Dash, did you do this?" And I'm like, "No, no, no. Uh, yeah, let me fly to I mean, let me fly to Turin. Let me fly to Turin. Food, food poisoning. I, I'm sure she watched her stream to check us out. She's like, "Those old guys." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, though, like, man, we, we gotta start got becoming of... uh, providentus on this podcast if we're gonna access. <laughs> well, I mean, we... I don't know if you guys know the story. We had an interview lined up with uh, a basketball player that plays for our basketball team, and literally. Nice. Five minutes before the interview, it was pulled because of comments we made. The official reason was comments we made against the administration. So they pulled that. And then yeah. as as a sort of caveat so to that, we had an show. interview. We had an interview with Bruno de Carvalho, which is our ex-president and who is sort of blacklisted from sporting and like sort of wiped away from like, there's no mention of him at all. So we had an interview with him. And then from there... I think things have just gotten worse and like <laughs> now there's just no hope for us unless a new no. administration comes in. So we are very jealous of you guys getting to have Unless a new administration or one of us becomes president. That's basically how it's gonna have to be. <laughs> but I, I mean you you have to take a stance too, right? You gotta you gotta know how you're gonna attack things, right? And uh, I mean it's, it's, it's like from from our perspective, right? We never insulted the man for anything other than like running the club. Like it was never personal attacks on his looks or his family, yeah. anything no. like that. 
it was literally just like you know he could have done this better and like we don't agree with this yeah agree with that. and there's nothing wrong with that but again it's it's the administration there's right? yeah. there's way yeah. more hardcore like anti like administration guys than us on twitter yeah. it's just funny how because on sporting twitter we're labeled as like the ultimate like dipshits yeah, yeah. by certain sections of the fan base like ultimate anti like verandas and we're like bro like we we've openly praised him like multiple times on this pod like sung his praises multiple times on the show like I'll, i've always said if you do something stupid like I'm, you're open to criticism like you're in the public eye you open yourself to, to criticism you got to be able to take it like not everything you do is going to hit and that, that's just the way it is the comment that just came up i mean i said i said i wasn't going to bring it up so i'm technically not bringing it up so. he's missing 100 free throws uh, i blame demar Derozan's daughter apparently <laughs> because why because as a professional athlete of course a, a small child screaming is gonna put you off you dumb idiots I, uh, imagine if, if that happened in like a portugal penalty shootout like final like between like benfica and porter man that little girl would be on the front cover of every newspaper yeah, that, that, that kid would be crucified yeah man. it would not make it out of stadium <laughs> i know but, but no, I, I would say in terms of overall, like, man, that this this leg, player, <laughs> player. <laughs> she's played more defense than Zach Levine has this entire season. So Way more I, defense I than some of the rappers Ooh. last night. <laughs> hey man, it's okay. I'm a Pistons fan, so I'm. <laughs> well, you guys always have our numbers since you got our old coach. To be fair, yeah, but <laughs> you had Wayne and. Dude. Dude, dude's terrible. I'm sorry. At least you can it. use the rebuilding excuse, whereas like the Raptors are just like, I mean, we tried. But, we were like, in a um, weird, we we're, were in a weird spot right now, right? Like they're just an odd team. We've won recent enough that it's still okay. Yeah, yeah it's not like it's not like, like if you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan for any hockey people that may yeah, be in the chat, where it's like years. full, like full <laughs> generations of fans have like lived and died without seeing that team succeed. Like, it's okay. I'm a Detroit Lions fan. I know how it feels. Fuck man, you're a poor bastard. Oh, I always yeah. cheered for the ball. I'd see I didn't I picked a hill to die and I was like, I'm not cheering for a Canadian hockey team because a lot of them kind of stunk. So I, I cheered for Boston and uh this was a rebuilding year and we just broke like all time records. Yeah, like, no, Dave I, I was gonna say Dave's comment, like I I, I appreciate the optimism, but yeah. like the draft <laughs> the draft lottery is just gonna give us the bird and say you pick fourth. You pick, yeah, the NBA draft lottery is like the one draft where they will say fuck it, like we'll just because the odds are never really fully in your favor. So like you like, will see a team like move up and move down like crazy. It They're doesn't like, happen need... so much in NFL or NBA or, or NHL rather, but NBA like chaos ensues in that league. They're like, oh, we need LeBron James to get two more championships just so we can market him better. Uh, Lakers pick Wimbayana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one year the Raptors got the first overall pick, we picked Andrea Bargnani. Like, <laughs> he was okay. We took, he was we took okay him. for a bit of minute. He, I loved him in the Prima Pasta commercials. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Everybody I, I knew blame, it was primo. <laughs> I blame the 76ers. That's all I'm going to say. That's why we have the lotteries because of the Phillies, the 76ers. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I think the Chicago Bulls got the seventh pick like three years in a row, and like there was this guy yeah. who's obviously very good now, Lowry Markinen, who has had a fantastic season. I like season. Markinen, yeah. But like at the time, he was like supposed to be like the next big thing for Chicago, at least, and like was getting links to obviously the European, like Dirk Nowitzki and stuff. So on my 21st birthday, which was, I think, 20, it was lockdown, like COVID, 2020, I got a signed Larry Markman jersey 
which is currently hanging oh. above my head, which you can't see. Oh, Two no. or three months later, he signed for the Cleveland Cavaliers on a, <laughs> on the free agency. I have so, a friend. His dad's uh, his, his dad's a big Toronto Maple Leafs fan, and uh, he got I think it was a Felix Potvin uh, oh, yes. Leafs jersey, and like classic. Th- no, and like that week he like got traded or something. Still, that's still story. a classic jersey. Who it's cares? It's still classic, but like the week he bought it was like the week yeah, that like he got still... gifted was like the week he got traded. My so... uh, my my claim to fame jersey is the signed Ty jo- Ty Domi jersey. Uh, Remember, okay. yeah, the enforcer, the guy that fought with the fans. <laughs> to be fair, the fan tried to get into the penalty box and fell in. Yeah, Ty Domi was like. All right, just beat the shit out of him first. Yeah, it's fi- the Philadelphia idiot. playoffs. That was an all-timer. Hockey is the silliest sport. It's dumb. Like, I implore so you if you're not a hockey fan, just go watch like a hockey game. It is the funniest. Just, you know what you really want to watch? Just watch the Red Wings and the Aval- uh, Colorado Avalanche in the 90s. Well, they'd have to be in yeah. the playoffs, uh, and they're not, yeah. so... Um, no, I meant the 90s. I'm not saying now. Oh, in the not 90s. Now. Okay. Yeah, no, the playoffs are actually just starting up. So now would be the time to it's catch off. Because the first round's all killers, right? It's it's a massacre. Yeah. 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 I would say from a UK standpoint, living in Britain, I have watched, I think, like maybe two ice hockey games. Obviously, they're yeah. on quite late because of the time difference. I remember oh, I stayed up one, probably a few years back now. And I remember just these two guys taking off their home like they're, they're things yeah, they're just, just just yeah. fighting each other yeah, yeah. they're fighting so and the referee is just watching it yeah. and like no one's intervening i'm like no they will eventually but they, they will they legit. will sometimes sometimes they will stop it before it starts because they've already had a couple like we can't let this get out of hand okay. you you have to the understand quebec, the quebec junior league just actually um yeah they banned banned fighting which yeah. i understand in junior because these are like literal like show like i worked for junior hockey these are literal children like they're, bleep they're, those they're kids. between like petrol selection. They're between like fifteen and nineteen. Like they're they're minors. You can't be allowing like open like if you get like a like a nineteen year old fighting a fifteen year old, that is a child against a man. Yeah, like you can't have that. So I but they're, they're all a bunch mean. of French farmers though from Quebec, right? So they're probably <laughs> good for it. It's all like French <laughs> and like Eastern Canadian like like seaboard guys, right? Like. <laughs> I just they're, couldn't, they're I couldn't believe it. They were just fighting for a good minute <laughs> yeah. straight. And I was yeah, like, yeah. In any other sport, it's just that's like, why you watch it. And Sam, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch the nineties. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch. Uh, you gotta watch it in the nineties, man. Would, that stuff is. I would wild. say the eighties when cocaine was still a thing. Guys were drinking, drink like openly. We're like, yeah, I just drank like two quarters out of like intermission. Like smoke the pack, smoke out the pack of our Well, you like, you had players back then that were designated just to scrap. Like they called them goonies. Yeah, yeah your fourth line. That's that's what your fourth line is, just to mess up the other guys. Yeah. Oh, they're put they're putting on their star player. Hey, dummy, go mess them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they literally had guys who were just like they couldn't stick handle, they couldn't do anything. They were just like go out and hit a guy and maybe start a fight if you're locked in the fight. Uh, like there's a yeah, guy who famously <laughs> played for Boston, Terry O'Reilly. When yeah. they tore down the old Boston Arena, they sold like the uh, the individual chairs, right? Which isn't an uncommon practice. He bought the penalty box. <laughs> he bought the whole the whole penalty box where you sit when you get when this you're is fine. He bought the penalty box from the old Boston Garden. <laughs> He's See, like, I he spent more a... time in there than on my own bench. I'm taking it, and no he one checked. A... They're like, let him have it. You guys remember Nicholas Cronwall? Like. The Cronwalls, Cronwalls. Like Cronwalls. Cronwalls. Oh man, uh, yeah, so that, many good, so many good ones though. Yeah, so good. That was when concussions were like allowed. <laughs> yeah. 
man. Uh, Frankie I, says his parade is confused. Frankie's like, is parade is our goonie? Yes. Uh, yes. So I'll give you two a backstory yeah. on why we call parade is our goonie. So um, we were beating Inter 1-0 in the San Siro, and uh, we needed someone to ice the game or troll uh, Inter. So Allegri subbed on Paredes, and uh, Paredes literally went up, subbed in, went into Daniele D'Ambrosio, and was just chirping going for the last four or five minutes until of extra time until the whistle came. And he got him suspended. He got him ejected for just That's like talking. Pap for Porto. Pap's a fucking Pepper Ottavio, I was thinking. Pepper Ottavio would be like great hockey goons. Like they would be great, like Brad Marchands for anybody who knows. Like they yeah. would just be the I biggest shitheads. I hate that man. <laughs> they would just be the biggest shitheads possible. Yeah. Like they would do so well. Uh, but Otavio is just... the Brazilian Pat Beverly. That's that's yeah. literally all, all, <laughs> Yo, when it comes to mind. Yeah, just Pat just Beverly. like a proper proper. I, I don't know what the, what the right word is, but like proper barking at, at other players and just a proper shit head, I think is the best way to put it. You're just oh, yeah, a shithead. So. You're good at just pissing people and antagonizing people, pissing people off. Yeah. But yeah, I I think we're pretty much done for this, but I can't think of anything more. Um, I'm sure we can have loads of other topics, but in terms of sporting Juventus, I think we've hit... we've exhausted our options for <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we, went off, we love going off the rails though; it's fun. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't worry, we do it all the time. We do it all the time. <laughs> we're, but, um, we're, I think Richard knows when he was on our platform. I think we're we're criminal for going off, it's off po- the rails. It's a podcast. Like he, it's not a podcast. Like it's not a broadcast show. Like you're allowed to. Oh, go off the rails. Hey, like, I don't. I don't know otherwise. I don't know. I don't know if sporting fans are like this, but we sometimes when we're doing like a podcast guest episode, we'll get a comment. Come on, guys, just talk about the Juve. That's the only reason why we. Follow <laughs> there's always you there's guys. always one every there's always one in the comments. The Bruno de Cavallo episode, the one I mentioned with the president. He like I, I love him a bit, but he would not <laughs> stop talking about some <laughs> irrelevant thing. And like we had a guy in the comment be like. What is he going to talk about sporting? You you asked him. I wasn't like part of the show yet. I think I was like a week away from starting thumbnails. But like you just asked him how it was going and he went on a 40 minute dance. Because it was during COVID. I was like, how (laughs) is everything? I hope the family as well. Like just said like, how is... And like he just talked about conspiracies, vaccines. I was like, bro, Bro, he went off. (laughs) Yes or no would have been fine. Like I'm good. I'm doing all right. How are you? That's our that's our buddy uh, Sam Adamo. Like uh, we get we say one tinfoil hat theory, and he just goes takes it and runs. (laughs) (laughs) Sam didn't give him tinfoil hat. He just said, "Hey, how's it going?" Like yeah, it was just like, "Hey, man." And then well, guys, we just in case we do. It is a running gag. That. Whenever, whenever something off the rails kind of goes on, you'll just see Dave just casually just go just switch when no one's paying attention. <laughs> and then it. it's just like, oh yeah, commitment to the bit. I love it. Props yeah. included, yeah. man. My wife made that for that. me. Like ha- halfway through a show, I just texted her, I was like, how quickly can you make me?" <laughs> 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 and it was funny because it's like she hands it to him midstream and he just like plops it on and i'm just sitting there where did you get this because it was it was perfect timing too because it was like right when i was about to get into like the the juve uh syria conspiracy theory and then i'm playing my x files like sound bit music and then all of a sudden i see dave put the tinfoil hat and i'm like i'm I'm like in my head i'm like maintain character maintain character maintain character It's like when a wrestler is in the ring and like someone just cuts a promo and they're like, I can't rock with this. And I know, see I them like trying in. to be composed. I, I no. tried I tried doing a rock promo as a sign off for one of our shows, tanked miserably, because <laughs> nobody got the reference. 
Well, I mean, if if you followed wrestling recently, it was like Sami Zayn with a bloodline, like the whole time, just trying to crack them the whole time, and you could see just all of them just like put just their like... hands. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Dude, oh, my favorite part, he's like, he was like telling Roman Reigns and them. He's like, "Hey, man, Jay's not been himself because you know Jay hasn't yeah, very been very <laughs> Very, and then he pauses too. He's like, "Ussy," and then like, <laughs> the entire crowd's heads. Yeah, it, it's just my favorite. It's like Jay's going like this. He's like. They're like, nope, you're a stare right here. Yeah, Roman turns him towards the camera, like, where are you going? Nope, you're, you're where, where are you going? You're gonna offer. stand right. <laughs> like, if I gotta suffer, you gotta suffer too, big guy. Yeah, no, dude, no, hey, for kid. me, Sami Zayn, hands down, out of like, if you were to consider from like WrestleMania to then as a season, was the best that entire season, man. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I was watching like. Sami Zayn got me to watch the Elimination Chamber because I'm not too crazy about WWE pay-per-views, but like you the Bloodline got me into it. And it's like, I'm sitting there, I'm like watching the Olymp- the match between him and Reigns and I'm like seeing there, I'm like he does a Superman punch and I'm like, oh my, oh my God, he's going to do it. He's going to win. And then, nah. <laughs> and then it's like, he didn't. I was, I was so like, yeah, everyone's like, yeah, I got the tag titles. For me, I'm like, I kind of wanted to see like the main two split and give Sammy the universal because like Sammy is so over like I know like people love Cody Rhodes but like dude how do you not like Sammy Zayn right now I was gonna say to this comment I, I watched Wrestlemania both nights and obviously being in England it finished at like 5 a.m yeah. but I was just like I really wanted Cody to win not that I wanted him to win per se but I was like he should win like the story is finished, like we said about the bloodline and stuff. I'm like, yeah, the story was there to finish. And then there's this meme on TikTok. It's like World Cup, the World Cup final. And it's like one, two, three. Roman Reigns. Feet on the and it's yeah, like Roman you know, Reigns is the World Cup. It's like it is always just the NBA same. Thing. Champion, yeah, like. it, it's the funny thing about it was like speaking of that was like when I was watching Sami Zayn and, and uh, Kevin Owens hit their finishers and then Cody hits his finish. I'm sitting there I'm like, all right, shit, it's done because like the Usos right. interfered, they're out, and then it's like one, two, and then he kicks out, and then he's about to do the third crossroads, and I just see. Like and, and I hate it because like Solo Sokoa is like really easy to notice, and I see him in the crowd, and I'm sitting there like this. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I'm After like, come he'd on, already man. been ejected from ringside as well. I know. And then, that, that... yeah. and then it's like the referee's like, oh no, I didn't see the 300 pound Samoan man. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, how do you not spot the big arm that goes? <laughs> I mean, I don't get angry at wrestling often because obviously I know it's like stories it's, and stuff. Yeah, it's, but it's sitting there at five in the morning, like after watching that, was just like, especially because the first night was so good as well. Yeah, I was the just first night so was deflating. incredible. Like I, the Sami Zayn Usos fight was incredible. I got texted same... about Snoop Dogg the whole time. Dude, my favorite was when he did that like w- like Walmart version of the People's Elbow. Like <laughs> it was so like, bad, like... but it was amazingly good as well at the same yeah. time. Uh, my favorite is because like Shane, Shane pulled the Vinny Mac and tore his quads. So, well, they either have something to bond over because they don't belong their quads on pay per view. Yeah, wrestling is is silly, but like that's part of the charm. Is it's, it's it is it's it's a guilty. So I'm not a big pleasure. wrestling fan, but like every once in a while, you can't help but fall in love with the silliness. It is. It's a guilty pleasure. Like for me, it's like the thing is, is like you know, I was Attitude Era, early Ruthless Aggression, and then it's like, I stopped watching it because I just wasn't a fan of it, and then like, Sami Zayn brought me back in, because like, when I saw him like, try to join the Bloodline, because personally, I wasn't a big Roman Reigns fan, but like, Tribal Chief Roman Reigns is actually a pretty good iteration of Roman, but like, I'm seeing that, I'm like, what the hell is this this dude doing? I'm like, this dude's totally out of place, so I'm just sitting here watching all the cheese and stuff like that, and I just get invested into it, and then it's like, 
shit here. Okay. <laughs> like, like my favorite, like, dude, and and you know the thing is, is like, I don't know if people give him credit, but like Jay Uso's acting is incredible. Yeah. It, it is incredible, man. Like, I think low key they're setting up a beef between him and Solo. Well, I just don't know where they're gonna end it because, like, are they gonna end it with Jay taking the title, or is it Cody round two? The they said they were gonna of... do like Rocky two, weren't they? Like the the storyline no. of that, where he loses. You're the at the risk of like NWO, where you just never end it, and if the people just turn on it, <laughs> like that's that's where you're on the risk, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, because you know, people are just like, "Fuck, I'm bored. Like, do something, anything." Because, like, narrative wise, it makes more sense for Jay to beat Roman than Cody to beat Roman. Like, for me, yeah. it's like you would. The the best way to like put Cody over is you have to split the titles and he wins, you know, the, the vacant title because Raw needs a title. Like because Roman's strictly mostly on SmackDown. So like I think that that's probably the best bet. Cause like I don't really understand this Brock Lesnar feud because it seems kind of like Cody's uh, gonna uh, win the Cody's gonna win the Europa League and Roman's just gonna perpetually win the Champions League. But yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's it's pretty much it. But like the thing the thing is is like Brock, it's almost like so you guys remember the rock and john cena feud back in like t- 2012 2013 the rock beats john cena and then john the cena immediately yep times which two. It's, times two uh <laughs> times and then two. like john cena goes on this tailspin and wants to and brock lesnar comes back it's almost like the same thing that they're doing it because i i honestly for me i don't think cody wins the title until next wrestlemania i i think you know I think Jay Oso beats him at summer i think Jay Oso beats roman at SummerSlam after he passes 1000 because yeah. it, it makes more it makes more sense to me like they do something where either they bring back like the world heavyweight championship and just merge the uh two belts into one and have the world heavyweight and whatever this concoction is going to be uh but i i just for me it doesn't make sense narratively uh because unless if they did it at wrestlemania which would be perfect for cody because you know finish the story but like right now i just i don't know i i don't see it i think I think it's going to be Roman versus Jay and Jay wins something or, you know, Roman versus Jay and Sammy in a triple threat match or something. Cause the one thing is, is like, I don't think that Kevin Owens and Sammy hold the tag titles for long. I think they did this more as fan service just to get people to be like, you know, they didn't stiff Sammy. Like they didn't, you know, try to try to do something kind of thing. They didn't want a Daniel Bryan, uh, batista issue like they did back then because like you know batista was supposed to win the you know the world heavyweight wwe title at wrestlemania 30 but like brian was so over so they had to change the script and like people started booing batista so like i think they didn't want people to you know turn on cody so they're like you know hey let's because to be honest with you kevin owens and Sami Zayn don't really make that much sense right now as far as beating the blood you don't want the the main match of like your biggest show just to a chorus of boos the whole match like it's yeah. bad optics right but they did have it for like the last so was it wrestlemania 34 33 I and mean, they have done it because i guess was just roman reigns winning all the time and the crowd is shitting on it bored. all the time <laughs> and they were he like just, okay, let's do it again <laughs> yeah he wasn't a good face like he wasn't a good baby face because they were trying to do john cena 2.0 with them and it just it didn't work i mean roman reigns is is better a heel just kind of like how like stone cold steve austin was better as a face because stone cold was like hey bleep you vince mcmahon 
And like, you know, when they did heel Austin, it just didn't make sense. Like heel rock worked because the rock was more comedic than stone cold was like, he cut that promo on the city of Toronto. Like I still, remember I was, that, to this day. that was legendary. one of the greatest promos of all time. He's like, yeah, but Debra, do the maple leaves still suck. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, like I encourage anyone that's watching right now. Like you want to hear a good promo. If you're still here. Like go and look up that promo. <laughs> yeah. Go look up the rock, the rock in Toronto. Like that was hilarious. One of my favorites as well is Shawn Michaels in Toronto in 04, I think, maybe 05. The Who's Your Daddy? Mon- sorry, not in Toronto. That was in Montreal. Oh, oh, that was in Montreal. Daddy. I wanted to kill him. Was it? I wanted yeah. to murder him. <laughs> he bamboozled like 20,000 people and they were already to kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Torontonians like, don't take a joke very well, though. Yeah. I, I, Canadians, I, 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 we have this like, this weird, like, outside like, like to the world looking at us off but like don't piss us off you know like we're, we're really just angry people we're it's, angry it's... because it's because it's inhabitable for like six months out of the year <laughs> like half a year you can't live here because it's just god awful yeah so, well we had an ice storm last weekend we had an ice storm last week and like this week i'm in shorts and like a tank top like yeah <laughs> weather is, is just the most unpredictable thing yeah, but to to the five wrestling fans who are apparently still with us in the stream, we appreciate you for sticking <laughs> around. I appreciate you staying with us for these uh, tangents. But yeah, I will wrap up here before I get onto the outros. I am going to have to mention again, like I said, 42 subscribers away. 42 away from 1,000. If you want to win a free sporting shirt, it could be home away or this third kit, which is worn once and never, never won again, apparently. Um, as well as a strump kit. Um, so you can have a selection of all four um, and we'll pay for shipping and stuff. So like I said, it'll be about 100 euros that you'll save. And once we get to 1,000 subscribers, what we have to do is subscribe to us on YouTube, take a screenshot, reply it to the tweet. The pinned tweet is in the description below. Like I said, don't have to be a sporting fan to enter as well. It could be a Venice fan. If you're an Arsenal fan that's stuck around or any other fan, of course, feel free to to enter as well. But I will we'll do the draw live on the show. So no one thinks there's any shenanigans. We do we do want to make that disclaimer that we'll we'll do it live and we'll make sure that like it's legit so people don't think we just picked somebody who's a pal. And obviously me, Richard, Steph, Danny, and Chris will not be able to enter as much as I would love to win another sporting shirt. We will obviously make it fair. No, Chris told me last week if I win, I just have to pay for my quarter. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Chris told me last week. I'm sticking by it. Screw it. It's like you guys do, oh man, the Tudin Giants, they won it. I just, I don't know how they did it. They (laughs) just somehow won the sporting thing. (laughs) Oh wait, what's this? Juventus, the Millic Man shirt that they sent us? I don't know. I have no idea where that came from. It just came out of a post-it box it just happened to be there just have it's, a fun in a charity shop bags. or something it just showed up at this iptv box yeah <laughs> that my friend has yeah my i was just has. holding it for a pal yeah my friend just came over and just dropped this box and just just left it left the shirt it was, it was the shirt was, it was actually wrapped up in the shirt i know i just i i don't know it just it just popped out i don't know what happened oh, wow but yeah, again, thank you guys for joining us. I know it's been, we went on a few tangents there, but it's great having you guys on and hopefully yeah. for the return leg as well. We hope to do a collaboration again. Of course. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you for, for both you, Dave and Dash. Follow them at Turing Giants YouTube. Um, I believe, is that your YouTube handle as well or is it just Turing Giants? Just yeah, just Turing Giants. That's uh, that's just the Twitter handle. Or We'll uh, make sure to plug it in the uh, descriptions yeah. and everything. Yeah. 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 You'll find it. Yeah, just type, yeah. type that up. We're easy enough to find. 
yeah yeah and we'll include links as well um and also don't forget to follow rich as well thank you as much as always my co-host for joining me as well as uh danny uh chris when i get there there we go and steph and of course you want to follow myself is here as well but make sure to follow sporting 160 underscore en on instagram twitter youtube spotify soundcloud itunes all your good social media and podcast apps and like i said only fans coming soon <laughs> you're, you're already you already got the sleeves gone I'm already the gun, so look out. Hey, man, that's, that's one of our marketing ploys. We're selling feet pictures. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see some gnarly Azorian tractor feet? I we, got we, don't, we don't wear socks here at the Turin Giants. So. I got socks on right now, but it's kind of it's kind of chilly, actually. <laughs> I got cold feet. <laughs> yeah, as always, again, thank you guys for joining us, and we shall see you again, hopefully, soon. Yes. Yeah, very soon. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.